Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Today we are going overseas to Hamstad in southwest Sweden, the hometown of Roxette, to talk to Lynn Jepsen of Look by Lynn. Lynn, hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm feeling good, thanks. Very good. So tell me a little bit about your situation there. You're still working, right? Yes, in in Sweden it's allowed to be. Uh, it's still okay to work. If uh, we are healthy, we can go outside. We can work, and we can go to school. So I'm blessed for that. Yes, long may that last, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But first of all, I want to go behind the lashes of Lynn Jepson and find out a little bit about you. So, what was childhood like for you, Lynn? I was there, uh, grew up in a small town, and my grandfather was a farmer, and my dad was self-employed. He has an own uh, company, working as a mechanic, uh, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and i have two big brothers so i had a happy childhood yeah lovely and how was how did did you enjoy school i enjoyed school when i was painting (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah school for me yeah i really i'm a creating Create, love to be creativity. Mm-hmm. Love to yeah to do, uh, to do that. Not the theoretic part like yeah. math and physics, and that's not my my cup of tea. Um, uh, I love painting and do take photos and yeah. Uh, so very yeah. artistic. And what what dreams did you have as a little girl? Did you have ambitions for well, when you grew up? Um, my ambitions was to to work with uh, with art, uh, to be a creative. Uh, so I uh, that was my dream. But I'm raised to uh, to work. Mm. We we were raised to to work and own our own money. Mm-hmm. So I, I have been working since I was 12 all the summers and uh, yeah, in, in stores, uh, in a bakeries and uh, yeah. So after school, I have the chance to work as a photo assistant. So yeah, then I think that it was starting back then. Wow. So you didn't get into beauty until you were a little bit older. How did you fall into that? It was something I have two uh, boys that are now eight and ten years. And then uh, when I was uh, home with them for f- three years, I didn't want to go back to, the, to my old job as uh, in sales. So I started to, to studying. Yeah, in the beauty industry because the, my passion is to be a creative person and to uh, to work with hairs and nails. So I was studying with nails, hairs, makeup, 
brows and lashes. So that was seven years ago. And is one of those your passion more than the other? Are you mostly in love with lashes or is, are you a, an all-rounder? No, no, I don't have time for the hair, makeup and nails anymore. So my, my passion is the, the lashes uh, and the brows. Uh, but yeah, the lashes is my passion. And you um, run competitions as well. So tell me a little bit about that. The Look Balina Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a lash conference and a competition, both, both live and online. And now it's the fourth year we are organizing it. I have, uh, so I hope we can do it in this autumn as well. Uh, so this is the fourth year and we are, it's a conference with international speakers and uh, Last year, we had 115 participants. Great. I'm looking at you. I know that our listeners can't see you, but I am so jealous of your lashes. All of us in the rest of Europe have completely naked eyelids. (laughs) You should come to Sweden. Oh, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thanks for that, Lynn. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) I'm going to have to get some strip lashes. Yeah, I have been, uh, I have lashes, uh, had lashes for the last seven years now. Oh, well, you look amazing. So tell me a little bit about your home life. You've mentioned your boys. Are you married? Yeah, I'm married with Christopher. Uh, We've been together for almost 14 years and we have two boys together, Colin and Julia. And we are living in Homestar in a big house. And we have three cats. They are also boys, so I'm the only girl in my... (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, it's a good job that you're in beauty so that you can mix with lots of girls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So listen, I know that the world is going a little bit crazy at the moment. You obviously have a very successful lash business, Look by Lynn, as we've said, and you run all of these competitions and things, but are you seeing your business being affected as a result of COVID-19? Yes, in Sweden, we, we can see that the people are afraid to be outside. If we are sick, we can't work. If you, we have sick kids, we have to be, stay at home with them. So uh, my students are the lash artists that are working. I can see that they have less clients but I'm so blessed that we can still work, that we can take care of the clients that can come to our salon and we can earn the money. But of course, we, we see that we have a challenge ahead of us, but we are fighting it together. The thing is, Sweden seems to be kind of taking this step, but very much on their own. I was speaking to Vilja from Norway yesterday, and you are like siblings. You are right next door to each other. You do a lot of things very similarly. And yet this time, you are like at the other end from one another. So Norway has pretty much locked down, and Sweden is still business as usual. Why do you think this is? Maybe uh, we can introduce Ida to that question and she can answer it. Yes, good idea. Ida, please come and introduce yourself. Do join us. Hello. (laughs) Hello. 
My name is Ida and I work with Lynn here in Hamstad. And um, I don't do lashes. Uh, I work at the office and uh, with the behavioral science. Right. Great. So you are Lynn's right-hand woman. Yeah. Right yeah. and left sometimes. Oh, right and left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know, Lynn. <laughs> so, Ida, perhaps you could tell the listeners about this very interesting stance that the Swedish government are taking. Yes. Uh, they, uh, As we understand it from the news... Uh, the Swedish government wants the populations to get infected, to get immune, uh, but they want them to get infected in a slow rate uh, so that the healthcare system doesn't crash and that we can handle the intensive care patients. Mm -hmm. uh, but mostly I think it's uh, because Swedes are very obedient people in a way, we stand in line, we wait for our turn. And when um, our government says, well, we want you to stay home, but it's uh, up to you, really. We do as we are told. So really, I think it's a little bit uh, our culture as well. Also, uh, when I listen to the experts, uh, because the Swedish government uh, get their advice from the experts, of course, and uh, I understand that they have this uh, crisis plan based on different stages of the virus. So uh, they don't uh, start with a lockdown. They start with uh, saying that we can't be more than uh, 500 persons. It was first, but now it's uh, 50. Uh, and they go after this crisis plan that the population, we don't really know the steps of this plan, but we can guess it. Mm. So I think they are going after a specific crisis plan that the, the expert has uh, made for them. Uh, and uh, that's why we don't use the lockdown or mandatory quarantine uh, directly. So what is your guess? What do you, what do you, your friends and family guess is the crisis plan, the next step? Well, we guess that uh, they are going to um, uh, keep the elderly and the more high-risk uh, persons like the ones over 70 and with diabetes and cancer and lung disease, etc., that you're going to maybe say that they can have more of a quarantine situation because a mandatory one. That's one guess. And one guess is maybe that they're going to have a mandatory quarantine in the big cities like Stockholm, Malmö, Göteborg, that's, uh, that have the most um, uh, patients that are in intensive care. Um, because still we have an Easter holiday coming up next week and mm. the government still says that, well, you should use your common sense. It's not, uh, you shouldn't go. So it's really up to everyone to do their best to don't spread it. And I think that it's working, um, it's working for us right now. Uh, we can only see after this whole thing is done who took the best decisions yeah it's so interesting i was looking at the numbers okay so it was a couple of days ago and you look like you've had the same amount ish bar two or three hundred people um of confirmed cases as norway you do have um a few more fatalities but then your population is bigger is that right 
Yes. Yes. Um, so you would expect your, your the rise in cases to be kind of quicker. So it, it's really interesting for us in the rest of the world to to see this approach of taking the kind of herd immunity um, direction. Are you nervous? Uh, no, I'm not nervous for myself uh, and for the young people because as we understand it for, from the information that we get, uh, the, the high-risk uh, community are the ones that have the most fatal cases. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me and my family, uh, I'm not scared. Uh, but for uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law and my mother that are high risk, I'm a bit scared. So mm. we have told them to be in quarantine and they listen to us. Oh, it's mm. so hard for the older generation as well. My mum mm. is in lockdown in her house. Luckily, we're nearby, so I can drive past her and speak to her through the front door or through around uh, the back in her garden but it is really hard so how do you guys in Sweden feel when you look out and look at the news as to what's happening to the rest of us what do you think well I think this uh, the country is separated in two groups uh, one group that uh, really think that we should do this mandatory lockdown like the rest of Europe um, and I don't think that that group, since I'm not in that group, uh, are basing it on uh, facts, more fear. But the rest of us, uh, I think we are, uh, uh, we are more interested in keeping the country's uh, economy afloat because that's a real crisis. And uh, we that are in that group, we are happy with the decisions that the government uh, are making. Mm. If I can bring Lynn back in. Thank you, Ida. Lynn, are you at all worried? Because obviously um, they're saying that you can transmit the virus before you're even showing symptoms and that, you know, a mask is, is partly good protection if your client is wearing one and we are wearing one. This is where I was a couple of weeks back and I was thinking, okay, my client's got a mask and I've got a mask. But then um, a medical friend of mine literally begged me to stop working. And she said to me, Joanna, you need to stop. This is passing readily through the eyes. People are being infected via the eyes. And obviously we are working on the eyes. Do you feel nervous when you're working? Do you feel at all vulnerable? Or are you just thinking, right, the government says this is fine. Therefore, it is fine. Um. I'm feeling fine because I, I just hope, like, I think we're all going to have this virus and I'm not in a risk group. So if I have it, it's going to be like a flu for me. Mm. So I'm staying positive. Mm. Yeah. If the government tells me that I can work, then I, I work and mm. I'm working and um, keep my, my salon open. So I, I'm wearing mask, I'm wearing gloves. Uh, my customers doesn't uh, wear mask. It's not uh, nothing we we ask them to do either. But uh, I'm working if I'm healthy, and my my clients come if they are healthy. Not they they are not allowed in our salon in if they are sick. I did try lashing with gloves on. I found this really really hard. Do you find this easy? No, I don't mm. like it. I 
but in this time uh, I do it of course you obviously don't crystallize your lash fans otherwise you'd get stuck to them with your rubber oh, gloves oh no 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 I never do that <laughs> <laughs> Not, my nails are really long as well yeah but I have some uh, I know how to to work yeah. I, I usually work with a finger technique before when mm-hmm. I did a volume, but not anymore. I have another technique. Okay. Lucky so, for me. <laughs> lucky for you. So you're going to continue to work as long as you can. I am so envious. There are so many lash artists in the rest of Europe who are literally going out of their minds with partly boredom, partly anxiety about their finances, but also the fear does start to set in, especially if you watch the news. I've tried not to watch the news for the last four days and I feel a lot better. Um, But what would you say to lash artists in in the rest of Europe who are going through more rigorous shutdown measures? Uh, I just... uh, um there when you are locked down yeah, there's a good time for you to to practice volume fans to read uh, your theory book all through theory book it's so good to have your knowledge uh, open again and to stay healthy practice mm. practice at home and um just do the mental part you have to be positive stay positive and uh, be healthy Yes, very good advice. Do all the things we don't know. Take photos for the um, uh, ads uh, you are posting. So think about uh, things that you don't have time to do when you're working. Now is the time to to do that. Like I I do have uh, more time, more free time, and I spend it with my boys and we can be outside. The weather is gorgeous and I'm, I'm really... I'm grateful for that time right now. Believe me, the last years I've been working so, so much. And now, okay, I'm working less hours, but, but I'm blessed to, to have the free time. So if you had to say what your mantra is, what would you say it is? There is a solution for every problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be positive over everything that was, was happening. Yeah. Ida, if I can bring you in again, do you know anyone who has had the virus or thinks they might have? Yes, I know um, a couple of people up in Stockholm, the capital, um, who has the virus and some of the family members that have had the virus. Okay, and, and, how, and how are they? Uh, they are okay now. They uh, describe it as... Uh, very much coughing and fever, very high fever, but only for three days maybe, and then the coughing continues. And were they actually tested? Is Sweden doing lots of testing or not? No, we don't test the population because uh, we only test the really sick people uh, just to save the the tests for the people who work in healthcare. And uh, uh, now when the capacity is... uh, so much lower because all of the world needs these testers we we save them for the healthcare right and what's your plan for getting through this whole covid-19 malarkey uh, the plan the mental plan you mean the mental plan the the everyday plan well um 
The mental plan is to try to keep myself and everyone around me calm um, because I think the uh, panic is uh, is worse than the virus right now. Mm. Also to take the experts' advice seriously and uh, to use our freedom uh, here uh, wisely. Lynn, can I bring you back in now. What's your tactic for getting through COVID-19? Stay positive and uh, be outside as long as I can. Uh, I'm blessed that we don't have the lockdown in Sweden. Uh, keep working uh, when I'm healthy. So I'm staying positive. My mm. husband is a nurse. Uh, oh. He's uh, uh, really interesting in this uh, question and um, so I'm feeling rather safe. So is your husband able to give you reassurances when he comes home from his work? It's been more the opposite side. Uh, he's been more scared but now uh, he's more calm. Okay so yeah. he's got a bit more information and he's seen it a bit more and he's maybe feeling a bit more calm. Yeah he's reading a lot and he's uh, um, but uh, now he's calm and uh, we're uh, we doing good. Yeah, That's good. So do you think this whole experience will change the world? Uh, yes, I believe that we will appreciate life and health more, but also people will go back to normal. But all people are adaptable and that's the people that survive. Mm. Do you think we're going to get back to being able to give each other great big hugs? Yeah. That is good. There has been some doubt on the series so far as to whether we would ever be able to show that level of affection again to just... I always believe in hope and love. Lynn, I'm asking everyone who comes onto the series what three things they've done that they can pat themselves on the back for. And what are your three Okay, because I'm living in Sweden and I'm really blessed of that right now because I'm still working, uh, I believe that taking care of my staff that are doing uh, always a great job. I'm doing great lashes on my clients and make them feel happy. And I'm spending more time with my kids. So that makes me happy. Three very good reasons to be smiling. Lynn, thank you so much and thank you to Ida. I will be catching up again with you in two weeks' time to see how you're doing and to see if the situation in Sweden has changed. Maybe there are more strict measures coming into play. It's all very interesting and I am so grateful to you both for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, thank you to having us. 19.